So we've just had our fifth fight since isolation. <laughs> Heidi's annoying the crap out of me. But, uh, fifth? I reckon you're being kind. Maybe fifth for the day. <laughs> anyway, this week uh, we're talking about ISO life and being a few weeks in now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Parenthood is tricky, especially in isolation life, like how your relationship is affected um, you know, your freedom taken from our you. freedoms taken from you. How do you communicate with your friends, your family? Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're all going back to basics and it's really awesome. But we thought like putting together a survival kind yeah. of survival guide of how we're surviving ISO life. And how, how much I think also appreciation um, to having a job. You know, before it was like such a drag going to work. Now it's like you really are excited. <laughs> yeah. It keeps you sane. So. Well, you're lucky. You're one of the lucky ones. Very right lucky. Very lucky. Well, welcome to First Time Parents. If you've never tuned in before, it's an unedited, unfiltered podcast about our journey as first time parents, revealing all the shitty and glorious moments um, that parents experience. And we're kind of documenting it along the way. It's funny. We went back and listened to a few of the earlier episodes when our beautiful baby boy Memphis was born. Um, when we first started this back in September and we got, you know, all the feels about, you know, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. and we actually really like pat ourselves on the back, didn't we? Going like, this is really good that we've documented this because it. How far we've come. Yeah. And just also like a great memory bank for, you know, Memphis when he's older and also for us, like when we sit and talk to your parents or my parents and they say, oh, I can't really remember what. Um, what you did this is a beautiful documentation and you know it's been awesome that you guys have come along for the ride most definitely and that, that supports you know forever appreciated so thank yeah. you we do love that we've set up this first time parents facebook group because seeing the support in there has been amazing especially through this crazy covid time um anyway if you want to join that make sure you jump on facebook and a massive shout out to our sponsors Donatico. Yes, uh, my favourite ice cream. I gotta say the uh, peppermint, chopped peppermint. <laughs> yeah, you do love that one, don't you? That's yeah. my favourite. But <laughs> it is a, a sugar-free ice cream. Uh, three West Aussie girls have come together to put this great concoction together. They are diabetic and keto friendly. Kids love it. Yeah. Well, the kids love it. And this is what I was going to say. Like, it's awesome because I guess it's a healthy snack, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't probably eat it like three or four times a day. I mean, I would. Well, I would. If you are to eat an ice cream three or four times a day, this is your ice cream. Yeah. So jump on their Instagram, um, Donatico, because they actually have all their highlights and stuff underneath um, to show you how you can, you know, how satisfied the kids are and stuff like that and tells a lot of stories about people getting around Donatico. So big shout out to their massive love, donatico.com, if you want to check out where their stockists are. And like we said, three awesome West Australian girls, so you can really support local if you're here in Western Australia at the moment. Um, so get around Donatico. <sighs> how are we surviving? We'll, how many fights are we up to today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we were talking about it a couple of nights ago when we had a couple of drinks together and we we're reminiscing of the, I guess, you know, the life of Memphis and how we've gotten by. And we thought, yep, we're still quite in the thick of it with COVID-19 and we thought it's still very topical. But just the main thing uh, I think we want to talk about today is how we've gotten through, what's helped us, where we've tripped up, I guess. But um, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the good, the bad or the ugly? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think talking about, I guess, arguments and stuff like that, like having talked to my parents, having talked to your parents, um, you know, debriefing us together, things have been a little bit more tense than what they normally would. 
Yeah. And, you know, obviously when the baby was, when we were sleep deprived and the baby was, you know, Memphie was a few month, few weeks old, we really felt sometimes being really tense and, you know, you'd be snappy. And I know when Memphis is struggling to go down to sleep or he's screaming or, you know, he's, he's, he's upset. That's when we can be quite tense and snappy at each other. But I've noticed that for me, I've noticed for you that you're coming home a little bit more tense than what you normally are. Yeah, I guess you could say, like you said, the first few weeks when he was uh, not sleeping that well and we were tired, that same feeling is a little bit now, I guess, you know, even though he's sleeping fine, but just we've got that feeling again, which I don't know what causes it. But I would say, actually, I'd say it's just life in general has not been normal for us for a long time. Then throw COVID-19 in there, it's just upset it even more. And I think being around one another... um, on a more frequent basis isn't really normal you know if you are on holiday that's fine but we're not on holiday we're in our own quarters it's not like we can go out willy-nilly and have our time with our friends so generally being around your partner more than normal I think is going to create a little bit of extra tension and I don't know why it, it does but for some reason it does maybe just some things start to get on your back that normally if it happens once a week or once a fortnight you can brush it off but when it's there every day I guess it sort of it gives you the shits and you sort of you do end up snapping maybe you might argue with people outside of home so because you don't have that um freedom to do so you take it out on one another Mm. I don't know (laughs) you're not a big big arguer but you're definitely and you know we kind of debrief this over Thursday and Friday you're someone who lets stuff build up so, yeah. and, you know, but also like little things can piss you off when you're not in the right headspace. And I've noticed that, you know, like you said, like you're grateful to be going to work. You're one of the lucky ones. Um, but, you know, when you're coming home, you're a little bit tense. And I don't know whether that's because you're out there in the world. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm still pretty much isolating. Like I just go to the beach every day with Memphis and I've only gone out once or twice to go to physio, but you're going to the shops. So you're seeing all this stuff very much and living it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I, I don't I don't know if that's kind of why you're coming home a little bit tense. And I know Memphis hasn't been his usual self. It kind of feels that he's acting a little bit like he's going through a leap, um, you know, and he is developing at quite a rapid pace. He's seven, seven and a bit months. So I know that he stresses you out sometimes. And I know that we talked about it on the weekend and you were kind of like, he just, um, he just takes away some of our special moments. Yeah, yeah. I, I think maybe coming home from work, I guess, obviously at work can be a bit stressful. It, you know, it takes energy, so you come home a bit tired and fatigued. And I guess sometimes when you come home, and he has been a little bit off when I've come home, and it's sort of back to that start period where mm. it's kind of like you don't get much good feels out of him because he's sort of not that witching hour, but he's just not maybe happy when I get home. So it's just kind of like, oh, you just want to have a nice cuddle with him, not a crying baby that's doesn't settle for you again. Um but yeah, I guess sort of being out there in the in the world and, you know, my workplace has changed dramatically. Fortunately enough, we can still operate, but yeah. it has still changed a lot within our business. Uh, you go to the shopping centres. Like I was chatting to my dad the other day, he goes, do you feel when you're at the shops, people don't smile and look at you, you know, like they're sort of, you're in there for a purpose and get in and get out. And mm. um, I guess that's because we have got that tension over our, uh, you know, over our head of, you know, when's this going to end? When are we going to get back to normal? Um, are we going to get sick? So I guess people in general are a bit sort of walking on eggshells and a bit um, tested by these times. So that then, I guess, comes out in your um, 
personality I guess or how you are and it, it is sort of constantly there so it is draining so I guess yeah a bit of a tired uh, feeling when you come home from work and that's maybe why I'm a bit grouchy yes I, I hate it but um, you also let it build up and it was like Thursday that I was like okay well what are you pissed off at me at for like you know Memphis had gone to bed I was like let's just debrief this and I think we're having a wine or something and we've probably drank way more than we normally would as well it kind of feels like we're, you're on that holiday mode or you know survival mode like you know you're drinking to um, just feel get, a little bit normal yeah. or s- less stressed or whatever. Get a bit of excitement out of yeah. your day. <laughs> but I know you said to me, oh, I just, you know, you're on your phone all the time and this and that and rah, rah, rah. And I just sat there and I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. What he's saying is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I wonder if heaps of guys kind of feel that about, I don't know, are females more on their phones than guys? Like, I don't know, like, because I know I'm on my phone more at the moment because I'm connecting more with people through my phone. Do you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. more text messages in the girls' chat going on. There's more connection through Instagram and Facebook. Um, you know, I've got a business that I'm running that, you know, needs to be on my phone for certain things. So I think know. it was the what bugged me is, yep, you're on your phone more, but there'll be times that I'll talk to you whilst you're on the phone and then you'll respond with, oh, what'd you say or whatever. And it happened a bit more. We're all guilty of it, right? But I think it happened a bit more than normal. And I was like, oh, I'll let it slide, I'll let it slide. And instead of saying something, because usually when I say something, even I'm trying to say it in a nice manner and be like, hey, it's all good, but, um, you know, it'll come across in a way that I'm like, hey, pull your bloody head in, your dickhead. <laughs> and then, bang, you have your argument. So, um, yeah, probably could have nipped that in the butt a bit earlier, but never mind, we got there. And I think, you know, you said, yeah, I do agree. You have been on the phone a bit more than normal and... Um, you know, and I've been a bit testy and that's, yeah. But It's about creating boundaries, isn't it? And I think that's what I needed to do with my phone. And I've, I mean, that's the battle that I've had forever. Yeah. But I mean, look, if that's something really important, that's fine. Try and do it whilst I'm at work, you know. Mm. Um, I get it. You can't always do it around my hours. So it's, it's, it is, like you say, creating boundaries and also creating maybe downtime with your phone mm. and saying, right, I'll shut it off at 6pm or whatever or have a day off once a week or whatever. So... Yeah, that was one of our, I guess, few days we had of a bit of tension and yeah. I think we're both to blame. Um, you know, there is always two to tango. Um, yeah, but I feel like I'm a person that just says it how it is straight away and sometimes you let it build up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Yep. And then, um, and then sometimes when we do argue, I'll sometimes hold on to it a bit longer and you'll get over it quicker, which That's we've kind of reversed. Vice versa, but yeah. like sometimes you're like, can't let's get on with it. And I'll be like, no, nah, I'm still pissed off. <laughs> and other times I'll be like, come on, you get over it. And you'll be like, no, nah, I'm not happy yet. I'll come in for a cuddle and you'll be like, don't want to cuddle. <laughs> but, you know, Piss I guess off. at these times, yeah, look, it's, it's not about being nitpicky um, because obviously then you're living with this person that's nitpicking. It's, it's- trying to have a civil conversation and just try and, Lay it out as easy as possible mm. without any malice behind it or uh, attitude. If you can try to find that balance, that's a hard one to do because I'm, I'm not good at that. Yeah, it's communication. It literally is communication. And that is the biggest downfall of so many relationships. And, you know, yeah. you hear it, you hear psychologists bang on about it. You hear every single person bang on about it. And, like, when you step outside of your relationship and you offer advice to your friends or your family – it always comes back to communication. Yeah. So yeah. Um, interesting segue here, <laughs> here we go. about communicating. And that was one of the ways that we've kind of found surviving is like, you know, I, I wanted to share this with you and I, because I think it was such a beautiful moment. Like our next door neighbours had just had a baby next door 
and we haven't had a lot to do with them. We don't really know them that well. We've only lived here for, you know, pretty much just a few months before Memphis was born. So I was pregnant. You were working away. Like we didn't really chat to them very much, which I think a lot of people can relate to that these days. You don't yeah, really you know your, your neighbours like you used to. Like growing up, I knew all my neighbours. Yeah. But anyway, we were desperate to find out if they'd had their kid. We knew they'd had their baby at the end of March. We'd run into them just before she went in, you know, before she went into labour um, on the street. We're out for a walk and we were sitting out, I think it was a couple of Saturdays ago, and we were having a drink out the back in the backyard and you bought out this cardboard and a pen and I was like what are you doing and you said we're writing a note to our next door neighbors because like I want us to check in see how they're going and you're like want to see how Stu um you know if he needs a beer over the fence or whatever or <laughs> you know if they're actually going okay because through this crazy time that just adds a whole nother yeah. level to it because we know exactly what it's like to have a kid but not you know a newborn in COVID, you know, yeah. circumstances. So And so you did. You wrote the... Yeah, we wrote a nice little note and flicked it over the fence. And we wrote... Uh, we left our phone number on it so they can contact us via phone instead of, you know, a bit of pain in the ass doing the old letter thing. But I mean, um, then, it was a great start, though. Then we got a message back pretty soon, uh, yeah. like half an hour later. It was great, you know. We found out what sex the baby was and that how everything's going. boy. And it, um, oh, so and it was just really nice because obviously... I guess we're still so warmed by a newborn mm. and it is such a, you know, rewarding thing and you want to share it with them or feel feel the uh, the warmth with them and it was just nice getting a response because you said, oh, I'd love to go and get them a, um, not a, pre- a present. Yeah. yeah, I want to leave and a I present said, on you know, front It's not really ideal at this point in time. Obviously, people are quite scared yeah. and sceptical. So I said, look, I don't think that's wise right now. So you put um, it on the fence so, so we hung that they it over didn't the have fence. to touch it if they didn't want to. Yeah, yeah. And they texted us and, yeah, it was just a good way of communicating. So now we've got their number and we can say, g'day, how are you going? Yeah. And we also said, you know, if there's anything you need, like baby products or yep. a chat or whatever, because we know it's hard early on. Um let us know if we've got something we can help you out with. We will more than do that. So It's the power of communication. And Once I think again, that, communication. Yeah, and I think so many of us forget. And, you know, that's why I believe that although sometimes, you know, we, we say, oh, everyone's so on social media and this and that. And rah, that's rah, all we got. That's what we've got right now. And I know for me, like one of the ways that I'm communicating with my mum and also this is a really great tip if you want to use your parents to be babysitters but, you know, you're isolating um, I put Memphis in his high chair and I'll cook in the kitchen and then I'll put my mum and I'll lean my phone up against something and mum entertains him through all she's the different... She's the TV for Memphis. She's like all the different FaceTimes and she talks to him and he just watches her and she puts all those funny... Um, sort of emoji hats yeah, and stuff like that and on it's her. So, so, you know, use your parents that way, like set them up for the right way and you can put them on the... Com- I put him on the computer or put her on the... Co- or dad on the computer. Um, <laughs> it's great for both because he's entertained and they're... You know, yeah, seeing the and I'm literally grandkids. just there, but yeah. it means that, do you know what I mean? They can chat to him, they have that time with him and I kind of try and ring my mum and dad every day now just a quick FaceTime with him just so that they can see him and be a part of his life because and that keeps them occupied and happy as well you know it's uh it's it's a beautiful thing to do yeah um and another cool thing that we've done to keep people connected and communicating is myself and Edwina Bartholomew from Sunrise you might know her she works for Channel 7 she's just had a beautiful baby girl called Molly and she's three and a half months 
her and I um, decided to put together a virtual mothers group, which you might have heard me mention, you know, in the last couple of podcasts, but it's literally gone off its tits, (laughs) if I can say that. (laughs) So close to 12,000 people, I think even more, 13,000 people, a a few thousand on a private Facebook group, stay home mums, and then just under 10,000 on Instagram and we do Insta lives, we do Facebook lives. Um, so we run our virtual mothers group between the both. Um, we've got free antenatal classes. We've got experts like sleep experts. We're going to have solid, um, you know, you would have heard Dr. Kyler on this podcast and Donna a few podcasts ago. Um, but like basically Edwina and I just sharing our lives and the response has been insane. Killing it. Absolutely killing it. But also it's just for me, watching the private Facebook group, it is running itself because all these women are coming together, new mums and, you know, mums-to-be that are pregnant in this shitty, scary time. Like I can't even imagine how shit scared they are considering I was just scared and, you know, I didn't have COVID-19 on top of it. Yeah. But the group is just running itself because that's the power of all these beautiful, amazing women coming together and communicating and supporting and empowering each other in this crazy time. So, um, you know, if you want to get involved in that, like it's jump on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, You got nothing to lose. So yeah, it's uh, certainly the way of communication right now. Yeah. Uh, Who knows what happens when we go back to normal, but Mm. for now it certainly is our uh, way of communicating, getting help and advice. So so what are some of the survival tips that you want to share with people like, you know, so surviving parenthood in isolation life? Well, this isn't, I guess, parenthood, but this is my little hot tip. Okay, <laughs> bring it. Well, every time I, I go to the shop, I always look for hand sanitizer and always look for bog roll. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go and buy a massive pack or 10 massive packs. I just wanted to get some bog well, roll. Well, we were nearly out. Probably over the last two weeks, every time I've been to the sh- gone to the shop, I'll always have a look and the aisle is empty. Yeah. Like, I mean, bone dry empty. And I'm like, okay, not that big a deal. We've still got a few rolls, still got a few rolls. And I'm like, this is pathetic. I've been to the shop probably seven times and every time it's, um, yeah, nothing to show. So I was at our local IGN. I said, look, Come on, this is a bloody joke. Either I'm coming at the worst times, probably, <laughs> but when's your next truckload of bog roll coming in? Yeah. And they said, look, tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, give us a call. And I thought, all right, done. I called <laughs> up at like five o'clock and they said, yep, we've got a couple rolls on the shelf. Uh, we can put one aside for you if you'd like. Otherwise, um, you know, if you come up now, they, they'll still be there. Yeah. So that's my tip. Call, pardon me, call the, uh, the, <laughs> the your, your local IGA <laughs> or whatever it may be. And ask them because it's just annoying just to duck up there to have a look and you see nothing. Yeah. So she was really sweet. She said, yep, no worries. What's your name? I'll put a, uh, a roll aside for you. <laughs> so I'm so grateful to have uh, stocked up bog roll. And it was only a 12-pack, but that just made my day. So, <laughs> And it's funny how we were saying, like, you're really appreciating and showing gratitude and gratefulness for the simple things in absolutely. life. Absolutely. toilet paper is one of those. For those who listen in another country who don't know the Australian slang, of bog roll <laughs> that he's talking about toilet paper shit tickets yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well shit tickets yeah but it's funny because i found that i really felt grateful for the, so many simple things you know like being able to go to the beach and walk through with the sand in my feet and i chuck memph in the baby carrier and you know we listen to the ocean and that's our daily exercise yeah. we go for a walk as a family yeah it does ground you and it makes you feel just you have got a little bit of lifestyle yeah. in you, you know, instead of just staying at home, we're, we're lucky enough to have a beautiful home, but just to get out of the home once a day, go for a walk down the beach, have a quick swim and come home. 
is certainly a, a great thing. So if you can do that and you're near the beach, I would highly advise to do yeah. that. Or just even some kind of nature, like or a park. There'll be or... a park near you. Go there, sit under a tree and just have a bit of time out from home um, mm. as a family. Well, so. you did that as well the other day on your own, didn't you? You took Memphis across the road to the park. Yep. This beautiful park across the road from our house. And he loved it. Just went and sat under a tree for half an hour. Yeah. Yep. So that's another uh, a good one that I found that it helped me get through. You know, each day or each week. You know, it just yeah. it does just take you out of the sort of the the bad headspace, I suppose. And you know, like as new parents, anyway, and first time parents, sometimes you struggle to even have a shower. Sometimes you struggle to even eat breakfast or lunch till three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So, and I know a lot of people are feeling that in isolation, especially as new parents. So just. Be happy. Don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up if you haven't had a shower, if you're still walking around with spew in your hair three days later or, you know, if you're you're eating all the shitty food. Like we have eaten so much crap and we've drank so much more than normal. Just try not to beat yourself up. Like I had a moment last night where I went to bed and I was like, I just feel so disgusting. And, you know... You do lose your way. You, it's um, like you're being on holidays or, again, like the early newborn stage where you just don't even know what day it is. You don't even know what, you know, what your next meal is because you're <laughs> just so in this. But just be happy if you get one thing done that day, like the smallest little thing. You should just be happy. If you're feeding your baby and you're getting through that, just be proud of yourself. Yeah, yeah. We'll come through and we'll come out on the other side before we know it. Yeah. I know WA is doing pretty good uh, with uh, everything and... I'm going to try and be positive and say that we'll be one of the first uh, states and territories to get out. Um, Excuse me. But in saying that, we still do have a little way. But mm. it's, it's little things like this that we've found we've kept ourselves, you know, positive and getting through each day, each yeah, week. Yeah, and like, you know, we've spoke about this before, create a date night with your partner because I know we're all itching to get out or, you know, everyone's doing those house parties or Zoom meetings or FaceTimes with their family and, you know, do that like have a date with your your girlfriends like I know me and my girlfriends in my mum's group we're going to have a virtual wine together you know and we're still connecting we still catch up once a week on our FaceTime for those who don't you know first-time parents who don't have that then that's why we have set up stay home mums um, or our Facebook page first-time parents so um, any other last little tips you want to give everyone before we wrap it up um and got any wise words from wise words I think you've been pretty wise today. I think I mean, you've just got to have been some, like a wise prophet. I think you just got to have some time away from each other as well. Like you know, I love tinkering and that, what and I love saying? doing my <laughs> chores. And so uh, you know, you're telling if, me that you're pissing off after this to go tinker with your car. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, you've got projects out there or things mm. that you can do. Um, like I said, I think I said on another podcast. Even if you do some online. Um, courses or something mm. like that uh if you can still get some food at the shop yeah i did did hear that i think um cooking and stuff like cakes and that wow. are starting to get a bit scarce on the shelf if you can maybe you know do a bit of cooking be a bit um well i've been out of cooking can you believe that yeah two minute noodles doesn't count love hey i cooked a paleo loaf the other day and i'm gonna cook some muffins today Oh, you're going to cook again? Yeah. Right, don't we'll you reckon see. that was pretty good? Well, I don't really eat your paleo loaf, so... Oh, it's amazing, and Memphis loved it. But I, I guess, you know, do the things that you can't normally do and appreciate this time because there's probably never going to be something like this again mm. when we do get caught up in the day-to-day life and, you know, we do get a bit bored of that. This is our chance to go, you know what, I've got a bit extra spare time on my hands. What are the things that I wouldn't normally do or can't be bothered? Let's go out there and do it. Go and clean your bloody closet. Go on. <laughs> 
<laughs> go and pull the weeds out the back that. somewhere that you would never do, you know. Yeah, go I'll never pr- do go, the weeds. go and prune the trees or something. But you're like that. a go getter, and I think that's so funny. Like I've seen a couple of memes go around before we finish up. I saw some memes go around, <laughs> and they're like, "What's my excuse now? All these things that I said I would do when I had more time, I haven't, still haven't done them yet." <laughs> I reckon there'll like, be a lot yeah. of people that would fall into that caper. Uh, well, anyways, shoot us your Netflix and. Um, you know, tips and stuff, what to watch as well, if you've got any cool, you know, shows to binge on. Um, but a massive, massive um, thank you for you guys for getting around our podcast, First Time Parents. It's been awesome. We just got named in Who Magazine for um, a podcast to watch out for. So lots of love, you know. If we don't plug ourselves, no one else will. So, no. well, actually, Who Magazine who did. did. Yeah. So, shout um, out to Who. Shout out to Who. And, yeah, get around our Facebook group, First Time Parents. A massive, massive love to Donatico.com. Um, the sugar-free ice cream. Three West Aussie gals came up with it. With it. No added sugar. Kids absolutely love it. If you want to check out their stockers, uh, Donatico.com. Lots of love, everyone. See you next week. Okay, bye. bye.